Hey friend, welcome to Branding Strategies That Convert. I'm so excited you're here. I'm Robin Kent. If you're the girl with all the big business ideas swirling around in your head, but you struggle with building a crystal clear brand and marketing plan that creates authentic connections, then this is the podcast for you. Learn to organize your brilliant ideas, create profitable strategies, and find your people. Your ideal clients are looking for you. So let's make sure they know exactly who you are, what you stand for, and what you do. Hey friend. Hey. Okay. I am so excited that you are joining me today for today's podcast because honestly, I can hardly believe that I'm doing a podcast on this just because of my history. So I'm going to start off with a heavy dose of reality and truth. Email anything scared the bejesus out of me when I first started my business. I had lots of negative thinking going on in my head from my experience in high school English class. And y'all, that was over 30 years ago, but it was such a huge struggle for me. But for me to sit down and write emails and I enjoy it is like miraculous. So let's just say English class was not one of those that I performed well in. (laughs) Emails actually sounded tiring, overwhelming, daunting, and quite boring as a business owner. I'm quite creative in doing things. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to sit down and write sales pitch after sales pitch. And that just made my stomach hurt. But I realized That is not what you do to build connections or nurture your clients on your email list. So I forced myself to do a few emails and a few more, and now I have to say I kind of love them. That's kind of scary to say, but it's real. My high school English teachers would be floored if they heard me say this, seriously. And now when I have clients come to me that feels the same exact way as I used to, I can totally and honestly say, I know exactly how you feel. And now I often receive emails from my potential clients and my current clients describing my emails as easy to read, straight to the point, valuable, not overwhelming, captivating, encouraging. And my favorite is when I get one that says, I look forward to your emails every week. I'm just blown away. I'm just saying, if you're not on my email list yet, you can check it out in the links in my show notes so you can hop on it and you can give me your own feedback and let me know what you think. So today, my goal is to tell you how important it is to use email marketing in your business, along with what I have seen that works in my email copy and my clients that have used the same method. Stay to the end and I will share with you my method and my breakdown on exactly how I write an email and I have people open them over and over again. First, let's make sure we understand the difference between email marketing and email copywriting. Two different things. 
But email marketing is the overall umbrella of sending emails to build a relationship with your subscribers. You nurture them through the customer journey, and ultimately, your goal is to drive conversions or other desired outcomes in your business. It might look like a welcome email, promotional email sequence, lead generation, customer retention, sales, and sharing your overall brand awareness and personality. It's a cost-effective and efficient way to reach an audience of any size. Email marketing is perfect for if you have 10 on your list or if you have 10,000 on your email list. No matter the number you have on your list, you have to nurture them and connect with them. And this is the perfect way to build that know, like, and trust fact. They trusted you enough to give you their email address. So take time to connect and give value. Okay, if you have social media accounts without ways to get them on your email list, like a lead magnet or newsletter opt-in or other ways, then you are actually working 10 times harder to create a connection and make sales if you don't have both going hand in hand. Social media accounts can get hacked or shut down without a notice and you just lost all the leads you have been nurturing and you start back at zero. If you haven't heard, you don't own your social media accounts, but you do own your email list. I mean, you even get to decide what email service provider you use. You get to decide how often and when you email them. And even though we are getting more and more emails these days, I understand that it is much more likely for your email to actually land right in front of your ideal client's eyes instead of taking the chance of the logarithm on social media, whatever platform it might be, and it may never come across their feed to have them even check it out. I've worked with clients on multiple email platforms, but I have to share my favorite because I have many ask. And what I have used for years is ConvertKit. It's a solid platform that allows you to do so many things and automations and the customer service is top notch. No matter what time of day you need them, uh, they are there to help you. If, to, if you do want to try them out, you can grab the link in my show notes for a 14-day free trial. Okay, so you know what email marketing is and that you need one for your business. But now you're thinking, I have no clue what to write. I get that. I get that 100%. You may be like I used to think and think each email needs to be a sales pitch and it has to be super long. And maybe, oh my goodness, yes, I had this flashback. Maybe you even have that flashback of writing an APA or MLA style in college or grad school and thinking, that is not going to happen. But guess what? All of that thinking needs to go out the window because it's just not reality, nor is it necessary. I'm going to share with you my framework that I use in every single email I write, no matter if it's an email promoting a product or a service or an email just filled with value for my email list. 
Okay, first of all, I need to also cover and make sure we're all on the same basis here. You may have heard of what is called the 80-20 rule in social media. That's where 80% of your social media content should provide value, entertainment, or inspiration, where the other 20% is promoting your paid services or products. Let me give you an example of that, okay? If you are writing a weekly email, then you will give value, entertain, or inspire for four weeks. And then you will pr you can promote a paid service or a product one week in a five-week period. And of course, this is different when you have a launch or a sale, and that's a lesson for another day. But you want to let yourself know that you are giving value, you're entertaining them, or you're inspiring them the majority of the time. I hope that gives you some relief. I hope that lets you know that this is where you're going to be able to share who you are. You can still share what you do, but your call to action is not something where they are paying you. Your call to action in that 80% might be, here, check out and download my free, you know, lead magnet or listen to my podcast where I share even more tips and tricks of whatever it is. Those four weeks, you're giving them value. They're, you're educating them on the things that they need to know, where then in turn, when you promote your service or your product, they know they need it and they understand better why they need it. Okay, so let's dig into my six-step engaging email framework. It has an emotional edge and will make you feel like a genuine genius in your email copy. All right, are you ready? You might want to take notes on this. So first step, decide what is your point and purpose of writing the email. Always have your ideal client in mind. What value or inspiration do you want them to gain from reading your email? What do you want their takeaway to be when they are done reading your email all the way to the to the end? For example, in some of my latest emails, I talked about the mistakes to avoid in marketing your brand. And I explained actually more about the 80-20 rule that we talked about above. Another one was on how to show up online as yourself and not like everyone else. I actually used the example, you, you might not believe this, but it's true. Back in 2017, I actually became a dance instructor. And even though one of my best friends is an amazing dancer, but you will not see me showing up online dancing because that's is not who I am. I did it. It was fun. It was entertaining to others and myself. That's not who I am. So I'm not going to be like many other people online dancing. Okay. So that first one is point and purpose. What is the point and purpose for your email? Okay. The second step, you find a hook. So you're going to look for a hook and try and figure out a hook to pull them into that point and purpose that you've already identified. Think of a real life story in your life or your business that you can start the email with. Or think of a scenario that your ideal client has experienced 
or wants to experience. Turn it into a story. Put all of the different um, things that they see, they hear, and they feel about that story to lure them in and to have them wanting to read more and more. So this is something to grab their attention and make them want to keep reading. That's why it's called a hook. You're wanting to hook them in. Micro story is a perfect way to pull them in so they want to know more and they keep reading. I actually share more about storytelling in my podcast episode number nine. If you haven't listened to that, you may want to go back and check that out. But plus, I will be teaching a variety of storytelling techniques in my six-week group coaching program that I'm launching next month in April. If you're interested in it, in getting on the wait list, then you can check it out in the link in my show description. I'm just telling you right now, the folks on my wait list will be getting the best founder's price I'll ever have. Okay, let's move on. Third step. Third step, share your point and purpose. So you defined your point and purpose, and then you delivered with a hook, you reeled them in, and then you're going to actually share your point and purpose. So here is where you're going to give them value. You're going to entertain them. You're going to inspire them. You're going to do what your point and purpose of this email is. All right, so you're going to want to create a transition from your story to how it is connected to your point and purpose of the email. Remember, people are busy, so keep your email short and to the point. Focus on the most important information and avoid going off on tangents. I totally understand that that can be easy, but if you really want people to actually go through and read and see your email, then you want to make sure like you can use short paragraphs and bullet points to make your message easy to read because I want to let you in on the secret if you've never heard this, but the society today, no matter if you're ADHD or not, we scan more than we read or we're going to scan first so the easier it is on the eyes to read and you break it up and the and you get straight to the point, then the more likely they're going to get to what we're going to talk about now. And that is the fourth step, a clear call to action or a CTA you hear about. So these are things that go into your call to action, goes into your social media post as well. Don't assume your audience knows what to do next. Tell your audience what you want them to do next, whether it's to schedule a call with you, sign up for your freebie, listen to your podcast, maybe even reply back to the email because you're wanting some feedback or you're there to help them, or maybe visit your website and make it clear and easy to follow. Make it easy for them to do this by adding links for them to click on and get right there. You want to make it a no-brainer to get them to the next step of creating that connection and them wanting to know more about who you are and what you do. Okay, the fifth step. The fifth step is kind of a double. 
that's because this is where you're going to close out your email, but also your PS, because we don't want to forget the PS. So first of all, of course, you're going to end your email with a personalized closing that reflects your brand voice and your tone of your message. Use a friendly sign-off, make this conversational, and include, of course, your name and contact information so that your audience can easily reach out to you. But after that, don't forget the PS. The PS is such valuable real estate. It is so valuable. You remember how I talked about that we scan and we don't read? Many of your email subscribers very likely will scan all the way down to your PS and want to know what is way down here because it usually catches their eye. Research suggests that many people read the PS in the email often even before reading the main body of the email. This is because, like I was just saying, PS stands out and catches the eye, especially depending on how you format it, like if you put in bold or different colors and things like that. There's always another science behind how you design your email as well, much less what you write. So highlight a special offer, restate the call to action, and add a personal touch. Maybe share a testimonial, maybe even have a time-sensitive announcement. So this is a time what I like to do is think about what was my call to action up in the body, and I summarize it probably in like three to four sentences max. And you break it up and how you format it, how you look at it is very easy again to scan and to read. Okay. Remember it's brief and to the point and use it strategically to reinforce your message and encourage your readers to take action. Because I can tell you many of times people will scan and go down and read your PS. And if it's something that's intriguing, if it's enough that's intriguing, very likely they're going to go back and read the rest of your email. So just keep that in mind. Okay, here's the very last step. And some people think it should be the very first step. Write your email subject line. Yes, I save it for last. It's one of the most important pieces of your email. I don't know if you've ever heard, but you save the best for last, right? So after you already have the copy of the email in your head and you know what you've written, then think about what you shared and the point and the purpose you want your client to get out of the email. You want to make your subject line, first of all, of course, short, You, but you want to make it intriguing and make them want to know more when they open the email. It's like you give them a little sample of what's about to happen, but not the answer to everything, of course, in there. It's really tricky. And again, this is something that I cover in my group coaching program, Branding Strategies Unlocked, that's going to be coming up next month. But it is. It's something, number one, leave it to last. Keep having them intrigued. Like, what is this email? Because you want them to open it. Having your clients open the email is the first objective of your email marketing. So wrapping back around to email marketing, you want them to open it. Give them enough information in a short and concise phrase that makes them want to click 
open. It still sounds crazy to me to think I enjoy this process of writing emails. And if you don't know, I'm kind of like that science and artsy kind of girl. So I can be creative and I'm very can be very analytical at the same time. So I think that's why I love email writing now because there's strategy involved of how you do it, but you get to be that authentic, creative self person you are. And so it just brings all of it to light. It has definitely been one of those things that I had to push through in business that I dreaded. But now I look at it as I get to write emails that allow me to be me and connect with more women to help them. It's such a win-win situation. If you try my email framework, then please let me know how it goes for you. I'm always loving to get feedback and just hearing different ideas because coming from the education background, I'm all about learning back from my students or back from my clients to understand what has worked for them or what would have worked if it was a little bit different. So just please always feel free to come and message me in social media messaging and Facebook messaging, Instagram messaging, or back at my email address and let me know what you think. So I just have to finish off and let and remind you that all of this is covered in my six-week group coaching program called Branding Strategies Unlocked. I will be launching this next month in April. I'm super excited about it and lots of work going on behind the scenes to get this ready for you because it's all in my head, but getting it on paper is is a struggle and a challenge, but a fun one. So you can hop on my wait list by going to the link in my show description and signing up. You will get the best founder's price that I will ever offer if you're on the wait list. All right. So... I hope you have a great day, my friend. And until next time, remember you were made for more. So go out there and let people know who you are and what you do. Okay, talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. If you found this episode helpful, would you take a moment and share it with your friends on social media? And feel free to drop in my DMs and ask any of your burning questions. You can find my social media handles in the episode description below. Until next time, I hope you have an amazing day. Remember, your clients are looking for you. Let's make sure they know who you are, what you stand for, and what you do.